the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, you might think gas prices are high and maybe even too high. They're about to go higher because this morning, OPEC, despite a visit from Joe Biden not too long ago, begging them to increase production, uh, announced that the uh, oil-producing exporting countries would diminish their oil production by 2 million barrels per day. 2 million barrels per day. So I think it is uh, logical to assume that oil prices, well, will be going up because there'll be less oil. Supply, demand. And when there's less oil and the price of oil goes up, then the price of gas will be going up. Except we were energy independent not too long ago. Thank you. Yes, we were. Yes, we were. Pam notes that we were energy independent not too long ago. How long ago, Pam? Mm. During the Biden about presidency? Two well, years ago. Yeah, about two yeah. years ago. Give or take a few months. Yes. Right. So, uh, listen, it's uh, not a fun piece of news, but uh, I will say up front, as we begin a Wednesday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show, sorry I buried the lead, forgot to say hello to all you listening on 94.5 The Answer in Dayton, 98.9 The Answer in Columbus. I will say up front that it has always been, and always is, a dangerous endeavor slash assumption to presume that you see God's hand working in things when it may in fact not be what you believe is his hand working in things. But for those of us who have been praying about our country, the uh, tack that our country is on, the destination where we are headed, praying for revival, and I believe that part of that is praying for truth, to be exalted in our country, which would be the uh, eradication of abortion, the eradication of gender-affirming care. Uh, I can see how, okay, I'll say it, light and momentary affliction with higher gas prices and some other things seem to be steering us toward what I hope will be Uh, election results in the midterms and in the general election in 2024 that hopefully get our country out of this evil path that we are on. We are on an evil path in our country, and I'm not surprised that we are on an evil path in our country because we have an evil administration. They're not evil because they believe in a different tax policy than I do or a different, you know, even domestic energy policy than I do. They're an evil administration because I don't see any evidence of even one authentically faithful person in their administration. If you're a Democrat right now, you're listening and going, yeah, but Trump slept around, has no deference to God, has said, and it's deeply troubling, but I have heard Trump say it, that he doesn't see any need 
for forgiveness in his life. But here's the difference. Here's the difference. In the Donald Trump administration, there were an array of authentic Bible-believing Christians whose influence on Donald Trump was certainly better for our country and more honoring of God than the influence that is, by definition, missing from the Biden administration when you cannot find one person in their administration who openly declares and lives to the declaration of their faith. I submit Ben Carson. I submit Mike Pompeo. I submit Mike Pence. I submit Kaylee McEnany. That's four. I await you supplying me with one Democrat of an authentic faith who has influence over Joe Biden. And no, I will not take Joe Biden or Nancy Pelosi as exhibit A of a faithful person in the Biden administration as long as Joe Biden advocates, and Nancy Pelosi does too, the unrepentant, unrestricted butchery of children in the womb. And as long as Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi advocate for the unrepentant, unobstructed butchery of minor children when it comes to their genitalia because they have a mental disconnect between their biological reality and their cognitive recognition of that reality. When you have an administration that has a person working for them who they extol despite their puppy fetish and their deep immersion in gay men's culture, when you have a monkeypox czar who is a Satanist and is also gay, when you have a press secretary who lies with the uh, cavalier (laughs) regularity of you or I swallowing and breathing, And when you have an administration that honors the first female four-star admiral who is in fact a man, then you are in the throes of a period in our country where we are led by an unrepentantly, serially evil administration. And we have to stand against that evil in all forms, in the form of abortion, in the form of the LGBTQ lobby, In all forms. And in the form of lying. By the way, could we just get back to the point in our country where we don't just dismissively say, oh, well, he's a politician and all politicians lie. No, no, we get the politicians we tolerate. Okay? We get the politicians we tolerate. If you were supporting a politician who you openly and dismissively say, well, all politicians lie. No, no. Demand better. Demand better from your politicians. They are your representative. Own it. If you vote for a liar, which is to say Tim Ryan, then you are advocating for a liar to advocate for you. Okay, so if you're a Tim Ryan supporter now, you're going, well, J.D. Vance used to say this about Trump. Saying something and then admitting you're wrong is not lying. You're allowed to be wrong. If you are not allowed to be wrong and be accepted, be forgiven, be restored, be redeemed, well then, we'd all be in a lot of trouble when it comes to our eternal future. Thankfully, there is redemption there. Yes, even for 
serially evil people like Joe Biden and the others I mentioned in his administration. And it is my fondest hope that they will repent of their unrestricted sin in their life and learn to do something that is frequently mentioned in Proverbs, which is to fear the Lord. Not just fear in the, I'm terrified of you, although they should be, given what's coming their way eventually. If they don't repent and change behavior, repent is not just sorrow, it's changed behavior. That demonstrates the authenticity of your repentance. So we can all be cleansed because of what Jesus did for us at the cross. But we do not have to sit here and be non-confrontational and be forgiving and be accepting of rampant evil. We are to hate what God hates, and God hates abortion, and he hates people who would elevate themselves to the position of God by determining that they can determine what someone's sex, biology, or gender is through the prescription of mutilating drugs, life-altering drugs, or through barbaric surgeries. We have to stand against those things, because if we don't, then we have a role in allowing them to continue. So, I, I don't know how I got off on all of that, but I'm very passionate about it. I want you to be passionate about it. And I want you to really and truly and clearly think through who you support, because who you support is a reflection of you. And so I'm willing to pay these higher gas prices that will result from OPEC. I'm willing to take the slings and arrows of people who call me all kinds of names and slurs and whatever cost comes standing up for young people who are being indoctrinated into the transgender lie. I'm willing to suffer that because it's the right thing. And I've said this a lot. I said it to the 1776ers in New Albany when I spoke there last month. I hope I have the discipline to say it every single time I speak anywhere, and that is, we are on the right side, not because God is on our side, but because we are on his side. We are on his side when it comes to preserving life. We are on his side when it comes to being refuges for our children. And we are on his side when we push back against woke ideology in schools. I know, I know the battle looks daunting, and I know you might think we're going to lose. And I sometimes hear people say, well, we'll just that, that's not a battle worth fighting because we've already lost. Wrong. You don't fight to win. You fight because it's the right thing to do. So that sets the tone for today's show. We will talk about the multiplicity of error out there in our culture, some of it in our local schools, some of it in national politics. Lots of audio coming your way from the Tony Bobolinsky interview last night on Tucker and the violence in Columbus did not abate overnight. We'll have the details on that next. Thank you for joining a Wednesday edition of The Bruce Hooley Show. So this is how it sounded last night on uh, the New York Yankee radio network. 
when Aaron Judge came to the plate and was tied with Roger Maris for the American League lead in home runs with 61. If you are a sports watcher, they've been cutting in to Aaron Judge's at-bats over the last few days as uh, the American League record is 61 home runs. And a lot of people Freedom were hoping... Is vital to it. See, I never know when another person's going to jump in and start talking because they have so many web pages open. Fox News, great site, but they also bogart audio in that you're not interested in hearing. That's a little look behind the uh, curtain here in the Bruce Willis show. So let me play you how it sounded. This is legendary Yankee announcer John Sterling with the call. Here's the 1-1. Swung on. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 62 to set the new American League record. Aaron Judge hits his 62nd. All the Yankees out of the dugout to greet him. Just think of it. Three Yankee right fielders. The Babe hitting 60 and 27. The Jolly Roger hitting 61 and 61. And now Aaron Judge hits his 62nd home run. The most home runs any American leaguer has hit in a single season. And the American League has been alive for 120 years. This is Judgment Day. Case closed. Yeah, he prepared that ahead of time. That's okay. Uh, A lot of people love John Sterling. A lot of people don't love him. But if you watch that, and you've been watching Aaron Judge, you notice that when they show his parents in the stands, Aaron Judge doesn't look anything like his parents. And Aaron Judge noticed that, too, when he was about 10 or 11 years old. And so he asked his parents about it. Here's a quote from Aaron Judge to the New York Post. I was about 10 or 11, and we really didn't look alike, so I started asking questions, and they told me I was adopted and answered all my questions, and that was that. I was fine with it. I really didn't bother me because they're the only parents I've ever known. So a lot of Yankee fans today, a lot of baseball fans today, a lot of New Yorkers today have their chests puffed out with pride because... Aaron Judge did something that distinguishes him, as John Sterling said, from any player who's ever played baseball in the American League. And Aaron Judge was able to do that because Aaron Judge was adopted and thankfully not aborted. And so this is what I'm talking about when we talk about the cost of abortion in our country, is that you never know what could be accomplished by someone who never gets the chance to live because their birth is considered inconvenient by the person who happens to become pregnant with them. Now, Aaron Judge never wanted to know anything about his birth parents. And this is not in any way, shape, or form critical of his birth parents for allowing him to be adopted. Rather, it is to express deep gratitude to his birth parents, for giving him a chance to do something that it turns out Aaron Judge was able to do better than anyone else ever in history. Have we aborted the person who would have cured cancer? Have we aborted a transformational politician who in this new millennium could have united us rather than divide us as Barack Obama did and as Joe Biden continues to do. 
Aaron Judge says when his parents told him he was adopted, I was like, okay, that's fine with me. You're still my mom, the only mom I know. You're still my dad, the only dad I know. So, how many New Yorkers are going to vote for people because they're pro-abortion? And yet those same New Yorkers will proudly wear their number 99 New York Yankees Aaron Judge jersey and root for the Yankees to win the World Series. There is a depth, a consequence to every decision in life. And Aaron Judge seems like a wonderful, irrefutable testimony to the importance of life. That's the part of the Aaron Judge story that is certainly not going to be told by Major League Baseball, which moved its all-star game out of Atlanta over the lie that Georgia had enacted a law that was going to disenfranchise black voters. So now that you know the story, I hope you'll share the story with others. Now, sadly, uh, there are some young people right here in our city who will not get the chance to grow up and do great things. Two of them were killed last night on the near east side at an apartment complex, 6.30 p.m., 1,000 block of Atchison Street. The murder total in Columbus climbed by two. And also it climbs again because a 27-year-old Southside woman died last night from injuries she sustained in a shooting in uh, the last week of September. Also, last night, 11 o'clock, police called to the Skyview Townhomes Complex on the city's south side. Found a person with at least one gunshot wound. He's 25! So we've got multiple people in their 20s cut down in the prime of life by the ongoing and escalating violence in our city. So this kind of stuff is uh, very, very sad. And, you know, our mayor is very good at standing in front of a podium and pounding the pulpit and telling people he's not going to stand for it anymore. Yet, pretty much every month he's out there standing in front of a podium again, telling us he's not going to stand for it. There is as good a news as possible in the matter of the bartender in the short north who was beaten to death by two guys. I think that happened um, a couple of months ago. Uh, Gregory Coleman died from injuries he sustained. Oh, that was, no, was happening in early September. I apologize. Got into an altercation with two guys. The one guy came up, sucker punched him from behind. One guy turned himself in last night. So we now have both in custody. And Gregory Coleman's uh, parents and family have, a Christian, uh, ha- excuse me, have uh, held his memorial service and certainly are still grieving over that because he has a nine-year-old daughter, five brothers and sisters, multiple nieces and nephews. So hopefully these two men are brought to justice. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.